Welcome to the All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on mission with Jesus. We are committed to being rooted in the scriptures and the historic Christian faith and to kingdom life in the power of the Holy Spirit. As you listen, may you be encouraged and empowered to know the Lord Jesus and make him known. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. If you have your Bibles, if you can open it up to Mark 1, starting at verse 29. I'm actually going to be reading from the ESV today, only because I really like the language for this particular passage out of the ESV. Mark 1, 29 through 39. And immediately he left the synagogue, Jesus, and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever and immediately they told him about her. And he came to look, he came and took her by the hand and lifted her and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place And there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go to the next town that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. This particular passage in an overview, is a picture of Jesus illustrating and proclaiming the kingdom of God. It's prevalent. Every move Jesus makes in this passage, uh, you just see him bringing the kingdom of God so clearly. He's pushing back darkness, which also highlights another reality. Also active in this passage is spiritual darkness. It says the word demons four times in 10 verses. And the very first verse actually references something Jesus had just come from, which was preaching in a synagogue and delivering people from demons. And so this reality of the presence of spiritual darkness It's not just true of biblical times. It's something we see all through Scripture, all through Scripture. But the Lord says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We don't have to be afraid. We have authority. We have great authority over the demons. He, he says that to the disciples. He says that to us when he gives us the Holy Spirit. He said because of the name of Jesus, we have authority. But the truth of the matter is sometimes they can be active in our lives because we give them authority. Authority. 
And you see in this passage where Jesus is preaching in synagogues, he's with the people of God, and they are getting freedom. And I think that this reality needs to inform us about how we live and how we live together and how we move about in this world. So I love a good story about my husband. My husband, we've been married 30 years, and he, I say it every time I preach, but you guys, he's the most interesting man alive. He grew up on the Amazon, in the Amazon jungle in Paraguay and Bolivia, and he swam in uh, the Amazon River. Additionally, at night, he would uh, crocodile, there's a kind of crocodile, it's not called a crocodile, it's called something else, but it's like a crocodile, crocodile hunt with the native Indians in flat bottom boats, right? So in day, he's swimming in a river that additionally to crocodiles, it also has piranha. I, that's not, the, and the only way that I can wrap my brain around this is I swim in the ocean. You swim in the ocean. Some of us swim in the ocean, but there's sharks, right? But I, I swim willy-nilly in the ocean, love the ocean. But the thought of being in the Amazon river with piranha and crocodile is another level of like, uh-uh, nope, right? So I'm talking to Rich about this. I'm like, babe, okay, did you ever know anybody that got attacked by a piranha? And he goes, yeah. And you still swam in there? And he said, well, it was, it's, it's fine unless you had like a cut or something like that. And, and so he, his, his, him being informed about swimming in the Amazon was if he didn't have a vulnerability right? If he didn't have a cut. But here's something that could happen to the guy that he knew saw get, or he didn't see the guy get attacked, but he saw the damage done. A guy, I think, dove into the Amazon and got a cut on his knee, and then he got attacked by a piranha on his knee, right? So he had a, but then he got out. He didn't die, right? He didn't die. In this world, the spiritual darkness that is in our midst is looking for our vulnerabilities. And it is looking for ways to exploit those vulnerabilities. And that's real. And that's not just for the world, it's for those that belong to Jesus. So it's really important that if you've given authority to the enemy and things in your life, that you be open to the Lord about that. And then when we're with each other and there's struggles that keep, that, that, that like run the wheel, you know, it keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up, keeps coming up. It might be spiritual and it even could be the influence of a demon. And that feels super weird to say, and I feel vulnerable saying it, but it's true. 
but they only have the authority that we give them. Do you hear that? And it's like the toddler. You know, when the toddler turns three, you're still in charge as the parent, but are you? Right? They want what they want when they want it, but you have the authority. And let me tell you, they're going to take the territory that you give them. And as soon, and the more territory you give them, the harder it's going to be to take it back. Because there is going to be some tension when you say no to something that you keep saying yes to. And if you spiritually in your life keep saying yes to things that you know that are not of the Lord, you are giving the enemy territory. And the longer that you do that, the more vulnerable you are to the enemy. But you do have authority. There might be some tension when you go to take that authority back. But ultimately, even if you got to throw it over your shoulder, I've got a story about one of my children. I'm not going to say which one it is because I don't want to embarrass him. But when he was young, we had, we had given him a, a lot of ground in a lot of ways. And then one time we were in a public place. He was very little, so all the grace for me as a mama. But this was on me and Rich. We had given him territory he shouldn't have had. And then one day we're like, no. And man, everybody around us felt that no, right? Everybody. And Rich put him over his shoulder and apologized to people. And he says to me and to the others, you stay, I have this. And he used his authority and he left. And then he went and dealt with the territory that we had given that we should not have given. It's time to take back the authority. It's time to take back the land that the enemy has stolen from you. And it really is real. But I want to say your first weapon is with your mouth. Often out of the mouth the heart speaks. And it really, we live in a spiritual world in this, but when you say things, especially if you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, it matters and it goes out with power. So in Jesus' name, I bind up everything that's not of the Lord. Everything that's not of the Lord. And I send it with all of its roots to the Father. And Lord, I ask that you would come and fill up that place with your spirit. Because there is a place in scripture where it says, when you take authority back, when, if you have a spiritual battle, if you are wrestling with demons, and we cast those out or away, they look to come back. And if they find us empty, they will not just come back, they'll come back with seven of their friends and we will be seven times worse. And I was not planning on saying that, but that particular, that is in scripture. And I think it might even be in Mark, but I don't have the exact reference with me. But that's real. So when you get freedom, you gotta fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. And that just looks like this, come Holy Spirit, I need you. I need you, come. 
So this passage is about the battle of God's kingdom versus spiritual darkness. Verse 29, and immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever and immediately they told him, Jesus, about her. This right here, this word immediately, immediately they told Jesus about her. I am, I'm kind of an eventually kind of girl, right? And God's like, I stop being eventually. I want you to bring one another to meet to Jesus immediately. He wants all of our things immediately. And here's what I'm like, well, you know, when it gets really bad or the crisis or the, and he's like, immediately. She had a fever, right? It doesn't say that, I, it, it, it feels like in my world, it's an eventually kind of thing, right? And I'm all for, I am all for doctors. That's the Lord's wisdom. He gives us healing through doctors, and that's a gift of healing through the Lord. I genuinely believe that. So I'm not saying don't go to doctors. Go to doctors. Medicine, the same. The Lord's wisdom and grace on us at every, and also miracles where he just heals us. And we can be praying for each other. And here's my story about me being an event and eventually kind of gal, and the Lord like challenging me. When Jacqueline was little, she's my oldest, she's 26 now, but when she was little, every time Rich went out of town, she got a fever, and I'm talking fever, and, and then have a, a back pain, which you know, if you were in the medical world, you probably had a kidney infection, which first time mama, I'd never had a kidney infection, I didn't, I just got a little girl who has a really high fever and is in a lot of pain, and it only happens when dad is out of town. We'd been to the ER multiple times. This was an evening, Rich was out of town, Jacqueline's like, man, she was in tears. And all of a sudden, the Lord filled me with faith. I don't always have faith when I pray for people, except for I have enough faith to pray for people, right? That in of itself is something. But in that moment, I was mad, and it felt personal, and it felt spiritual, and I just, not mad at Jacqueline. I was not mad at Jacqueline. And I went in her room and I took authority over the fever and the pain and said, in Jesus' name, leave. And immediately, she got relief. Like, immediately, you guys. And I'm, I, I can't tell you how many times I've prayed for people and things don't happen the way you want them, right? But what is it? You miss all the shots you don't take. That's real. Right now, the Lord in His grace sometimes heals around us in spite of us, and in His, you know, in His goodness. But let's be a people who are immediately kind of people. Immediately, all the things, okay? Immediately, um, and have a group where you can text or pray. Or you text, hey, of. I've got in my house a flu a, a strep, and a, um, 
RSV. How many had that the past few weeks, right? That was in my house. These houses right here have people that you can just send that to where we can immediately go to Jesus for one another. Additionally, we want to be with each other when it's um, diagnoses and really hard things. And the Lord doesn't always do what we want. C.S. Lewis, right? He is good, but he's not safe. And what he means by that is God doesn't always do what we think he should do. But he is sovereign, and he does love us. And we do get to be a part of bringing the kingdom here, and sometimes he brings healing. Immediately, be immediately kind of people. Lord, I bless us to be immediately people who come to you immediately um, and that you would grant us gifts of healing for one another. In Jesus' name. Mark 32 through 34. That evening at sundown, they brought him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons, and he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. My focus here in the whole city was gathered at the door. I, I want us, I, for people who don't understand the gospel of Jesus, which is the good news, the good news about Christianity, can we see this uh, Timothy Keller quote? Most religions say the door is at the end of the road. Christianity says that the door is the beginning of the road. The beauty of Christianity that is different from all other religions is not about behaving your way into a relationship with God. It's about, I can't behave my way into a relationship with God, and I have sin, and I have need, and I'm coming to you, Jesus. Help. And the good news is that our Jesus meets us at that door. And indeed, he calls us to repentance. And that part of saying need is additionally uh, like he's calling us to repentance in that moment. The repentance part is important. That you're saying, I want to be like you, Jesus, and I can't do it. And I say this all the time, don't get it backwards. I, this is, it's a recurring theme in the scripture, don't get it backwards. Don't, it's not that you have to be good and go be with Jesus. Come as you are, go be with Jesus at the door, let him touch you and change you, and you can follow him with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. And as it's a process, so as other things creep up, he still meets you at the door. You don't have to then be good enough to go to him. Go to him in it. Go to him in it. He meets us at the door. First thing I want us, or the second thing I want us to see about this little stretch, I want us to identify with the person in need. I want us to identify then with the disciples and then Jesus. First, to identify with the person in need. When I read a passage, Almost always the first thing I want to, who is the most needy person in the passage? And find yourself in that space. 
Because except God, we are the person in need. And I want to encourage you, be the person who goes to Jesus, to the door, with your vulnerabilities. Because the enemy is scanning the room for the vulnerabilities to take some authority. But also, our sweet Jesus just wants to bring us healing and wants us to look like him because Jesus is love. And the way he does life, that's what he wants for us. It's not that he's, a, he's like a buzzkill. It's that he is bringing life, an abundant life. And that happens through meeting him and him bringing you healing and deliverance and filling those places up with who he is. And that's what he longs for us, his people, and for the world. Identify with those in need. Second, identify with the disciples. We need to be a people who welcome those in great need at our door, including those struggling with demons and spiritual darkness. And that's messy. And it's what Jesus does and it's what he's calling us to. Be a people who welcomes people who have vulnerabilities and need, and recognize that we are also those people. Third, identify with Jesus. We are the body of Christ. We do have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to see that Jesus has authority to cast out demons and to heal, and that authority he has given to us. Matter of fact, he says, it is better that I go to heaven and, and send the helper, which is the Holy Spirit, to be with you because you, we, will, even, will do even greater things than he has done. That feels scandalous. What? The goodness of our Lord lets us participate in the kingdom, and you have the authority of the name of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit for healing, for deliverance, and for welcoming at the door. Let us be a people. I, you know, I struggle with faith. Um, and I'm like, Lord, I, I need, I want, I desire more faith. And honestly, sometimes I don't engage in things related to the kingdom of God because I'm embarrassed that I'll look weird. And that is, uh, I think, a vulnerability that I have that the enemy has seen and exploits. And I do think that the Lord wants to give me freedom and you freedom from fear of man because I think sometimes it keeps us from participating so in Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of the fear of man over me and over your people. Lord, forgive me for participating with the spirit that wants to not be weird or is worried about my reputation. I just I rebuke that spirit and Lord forgive me. And I send that to your throne. Lord, I ask that you would come and fill those places in me and in your people with your spirit. 
Fill us with your spirit, with confidence and a desire to please you and wisdom that we don't have to defend your reputation. We don't have to make the results are not up to us. Bring to mind what would it cause us to participate with you. Thank you, Lord. Let's see. Verse 35 and 36. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. If there's nothing that spurs you on to recognize your need for intimacy with the Lord, then seeing Jesus doing it, God the, Father, God the Son being with God the Father in one-on-one -on -one time, if he needs it, if he is doing it, man, let that just like fill you up and fill me up. We are desperate. He is our source. Don't, don't feel condemned. Oh, I haven't had time with the Lord. I, you know, sometimes what's ironic is the enemy will use our lack of time with the Lord to keep us from having time with the Lord because we feel guilty that we haven't had time with the Lord. He meets you at the front door. He meets you at the front door. And indeed, daily bread matters. Yesterday's bread is not for today. So you didn't spend time with him yesterday, today. And uh, as a, some of you may not know, I'm a, I'm a counselor. And one of the things, if I, uh, if I can lead someone to understand the significance that the Lord is with them, wants to be with them, and that relationship with him through all the things is everything. It's everything. And so, like, when it says pray without ceasing, he means it. And it's not, he, he, and he wants to be with you. Like the Lord wants to be with you. Um, we had a uh, death in, the, in our school system recently. And um, because I'm a licensed counselor, I'm a part of, of some of the help. And walking a kiddo through, it's okay to be sad and be sad with the Lord. Like, let him be with you in that. And if you get overwhelmed and you need a break, take a break with the Lord. and Let him be with you in that space. All the spaces he wants to be with you. And we need him. And we especially need him if we're going to be a part of bringing his kingdom and allowing his kingdom in our own life. Because something happens when truth is prevalent in our lives, which go to Mark 139. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him and they found him and said, everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, okay, so right now here's what's happening in my mind. I have two points left and I really, the Holy Spirit just blew past 
the next to last point, and I, my mind is genuinely having a conversation. Man, but that's some good stuff, right? And um, I'm going to blow past it with him, and we're going to go to the end. Everyone is looking for you. And he said to them, let us go on to the next town that I may preach there also. And that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. What I want you to see here is the link between truth and freedom. Truth and freedom. He's preaching the good news of Jesus. When, when you spend time with the Lord, you get more of that truth. That's really important. And even hearing the gospel, like hearing the word, being in the word, all of that is linked to the Lord bringing a light. And things cannot stay hidden in the light. And that's why we see over and over in Mark, he preaches the gospel, or he, he's preaching and then casting out demons. Because truth is being spoken, light is, a light is happening, and, and things that are hidden cannot stay hidden. And I'm gonna give you an example of this. So we were, I was at my house, uh, we're all inside, thank God Rich was there, and our dog went nutso. And we go out to the front porch, and the dog has a copperhead cornered on the front porch. Now that dog was telling us some truth and telling us some truth that we needed a light. Because let me tell you, that copperhead is orangish red and my porch is orangish red. And I was really glad for the truth teller because let me tell you, that would have been a danger. I had small children at the time. That would have been a really horrible situation without the truth. Truth matters. And our, the Word of God is the anchor. And when the Word of God says something that we don't like, Spend time with the Lord. Sometimes there is some contextual things where you're, it's actually his spirit showing you, yes, you're right. There's some contextual things here that um, maybe you've been in a legalistic church and, and he's wanting you to free of that. And that passage really isn't about X, Y, and Z. But sometimes we don't agree with the scripture. And so, therefore, we abandon it as truth. But the sad thing is that then we're saying to God, I actually know better than you and I'm God. Or, or I'm, you know, so instead of wrestling and seeking the Lord and seeking counsel about it, we can um, get weird about truth. And the Lord wants us to have truth because he wants us to have freedom. He wants us to have his spirit. He wants us to know the gospel. He wants relationship with us above all things. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people.
come, Holy Spirit. I do pray that you would bring truth. Bring truth into our hearts, cause us to receive you. If there's those here who have not called on the name of Jesus and you're drawn to him in this moment and you want him to be the Lord of your life for kids, Lord is a fancy word for in charge. And you want to give, surrender your life to him. He wants to meet you at the door. For those of us here, Holy Spirit, those of us here who have wounds that we're embarrassed by, let us see you meeting us at the door. Lord, let us be a people who bring your kingdom, who look like Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, bring your freedom, bring your healing, and bring your truth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen.